We all have them. We all talk about them. But only two men have decided to make a podcast about their weekends. Do you have a good Saturday? What do you do? Anything good? Um, I went to... We didn't do much in the day. Two best mates. The issues are with the treatments and where researchers might... I mean, this is boring chatting at this. In an uncut chat about their weekends. I actually felt disappointed because I ordered a rubber seal for the oven door and it didn't turn up. Starring Tim and Gendel. Dad's getting pizza. And we're like, <laughs> big, big dad on campus. Hey, I didn't click my fingers and go... Mm. You did. <laughs> did you mean, hey, kids... Dad's getting pizza. Tim and Gen's weekend podcast. Anything could happen. So that's the trailer for the podcast. Yeah. What do you think? American voice, explosions, you know, do you not think it's horrifically over the top? Oh, yeah, absolutely. It's perfect. Cool, cool. It's done then. Welcome to Mixtapes with Mike, the podcast where I invite a guest to make us a mixtape of 10 tracks without using the same artist twice. We're going to talk about each song, and if you like the sound of what you hear, you can listen to the mixtape in full on Apple Music or Spotify by clicking the link in the show notes. So if you're the kind of person who likes to listen to two people talk about music and what it means to them, it would be great if you would subscribe. It would mean the world to me if you would leave a positive review on whatever platform you're listening on, and even more if you would share it with a friend who you think would enjoy it. As promised, I'm back in my living room recording my intro in my hushed tones. I quite enjoyed doing it on the fly on the beach last week. I thought it sounded great with the uh, the sound of the waves and the seagulls in the background. And I very nearly recorded this week's intro in my back garden as I had a, a rare moment of warm sunshine. But I felt a bit self-conscious as my neighbour was fiddling with things in, in his garden, which is weird when you consider that one of my passions is to stand on stage and talk about myself in front of strangers, but there you go. Speaking of strangers, I've had a couple of really nice reviews this week, so I'll read those for you now. You really get the feeling you're sitting and chatting with some friends. Some brilliant yet forgotten song choices too. That's from Van Heron. Thank you very much for that. And then another one from Rick Mann says... Great to hear a variety of music from a variety of people. Always gets me thinking about my list. Well, Rick, if you're out there, feel free to drop me an email at contactmixtapes at gmail.com. I'm more than happy to talk about recording an episode with you. I think uh, engaging with the people who are listening to the podcast can only be a good thing. Which brings me to this week's guest. Now, some of my favourite accounts to follow on Instagram are record collectors who post this constant stream of beautiful cover art and limited edition records in every conceivable colour. And it occurred to me that these are exactly the kind of people I hope would listen to mixtapes. So I invited one of them on, and I'm happy to say that this week's guest is record collector, photographer and music blogger Trudy Wagner. How you doing, mate? I'm great, Mike. How are you? I'm getting there. It's, uh, I mean, I, I, as we've already discussed in the preamble, I am already drinking because it's the end of a very trying day. <laughs> <laughs> I feel you, brother. It's the end of a trying day here, but I can't drink for another two hours. And then, oh, mate. Well, 
I'll 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 uh, I'll make up for you. Don't worry, I've got you covered. Yeah, somebody needs to. Um, so, so I approached you to do this because you're one of the people. You're one of the accounts on Instagram that I love to follow because it is just wall to wall pictures of records and talking about music. So like, that's why you're like, you're my target audience, like people who are absolute nerds about music and your 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 feed is just full of amazing records but also these really nice little uh, birthday posts yeah i got into the birthday post just as kind of a fun thing to to do every day and people seem to like it so i kept at it and uh yeah i love music there is nothing i i honestly like more except for maybe food and you know i i need both equally Oh, there you go. Sustenance in, in, in all regards. For, you know, food for the gut and the soul right there. And, and you're, you you live out in Chicago, that's right? That's correct, I do. I've lived in Chicago since, oh gosh, for now 19 years. Crazy to think of. Yeah. Oh man, I love that city. When were, we, when were you here? Uh, I was there, I think it would have been 2015 uh, in March. And it's my, my wife loves to plan an adventure, and we we love America anyway. Like we've and we but we've done California quite a few times, in in varying different ways. Yeah. So she we wanted a new city to go to see, uh, so we we booked to go to Chicago, and we fell in love with the place, like the food, the architecture, just all the culture, like Buddy Guy's place. Like it's it's an amazing city. And and one one of the things that happened was because we were there for my birthday as well, so my wife, she got me a surprise helicopter trip, which was pretty amazing. Oh, nice! An amazing way to see the city, and, and we were lucky to have very clear weather, like a real sunny day. Still cold as fuck, mind. Yeah, you'll get that in March here for sure. It just snowed. Oh, I don't know, two weeks ago. You know, yeah. in May. You know. But the the other thing that happened uh, is we we managed to go see a basketball game and I used to follow basketball when I was maybe 14 but it kind of fell by the wayside as I got into skateboarding and music uh, but we got to see the Bulls play the Knicks and it just reignited my love of it and my, my wife really enjoyed watching the game as well so all of a sudden we had this new thing that we enjoyed watching and we've been catching up with games ever since and it's, 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 it's one of the new things that we sort of uh chill out watching it's great oh that's awesome um yeah the bulls that's a lot of fun and you know it's alan parsons that has their that wrote their intro the alan parsons project that's what they play at the beginning of every every bulls game um i can't remember the name of it i think it's called Sirius. Um, okay and as they're as they're bringing the the group onto the floor their whole team is onto the floor and they're like you're chicago bulls and then they play serious by um alan parsons project and it's really it's a cool instrumental piece of music <laughs> there's a little trivia here that you did not know because i am a music nerd well yeah i am getting that like you know you, you, you're not only the, the the exact sort of person that I make mixtapes for. You're also the kind of person who should probably be hosting it better than me. <laughs> you know, I've thought about podcasting. I just haven't um, really. You know, I, yeah, I just haven't really dove into it. So. <laughs> uh, I wait. Well, 
you know, I could definitely help you out if you want to get started. I would love that. That would be fantastic. So bear in mind how enthusiastic you are about record collecting and music in general. I'm curious to know how you approach making your mixtape. You know, it's interesting because I make playlists all the time. You know, it's like there is not a single day in my life that is not soundtracked from like sunup to sundown. And so I spend a lot of time making playlists and it usually starts with, um, I'll hear a couple of songs on the radio. I stream a lot of music from all over the world and I'll hear a song and I'll be like, oh, I really like this. And like the first song on this playlist totally came from a radio station. I was like, I heard it a bunch of times. And so then I just kind of, um, and sometimes I'll have like a theme. Like this one is actually, um, I titled this one Emerge because um, it's sort of like coming out of winter into spring. So it's like all music that's kind of designed to make you feel a little happier. Um, you know, the winters here are brutal and long. And this one was just so snowy and horrible um, that I needed something to like keep you going. You know, and it was just, we're inside and couldn't go anywhere. We're all locked down. It's crazy. And so this one was just really like, all right, I'm going to, I'm going to write some, I'm going to put together a bunch of songs that just make me happy. And, or they're songs that are just fun to listen to or that I've never heard before. So there you go. It's kind of fun. I definitely, I definitely understand some of your song selection after hearing what you how you've approached putting this together like all of a sudden it makes a lot of sense um because otherwise <laughs> well so like i've i've got a lot of friends who lived on the southwest coast here in the uk and when the winter kicks in the dynamic of the place sorry the dynamic of the place completely changes um very gray uh, you get a lot of people who actually get sort of down like emotionally down in terms of like their mental health because the place completely changes not everything is as open uh, it's not as busy there's less people around um so I, i'm wondering if is chicago the same kind of place does 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 the mood kind of drop with the the weather it depends um some years are are worse than others um you know i mean obviously we're real used to it here so, I mean, last year, I think, was kind of the worst I've ever had here. I mean, I'm from the South originally. So, like, a winter like this is like, what? Um, when I first moved here, I was like, are you kidding me? I'll never leave the house again. But then you realize that everything is built around, oh, we can still go out and do stuff. You just need to know how to do it, you know? Mm -hmm. And it, once it gets to be, like, minus whatever, it's, it's hard to feel any colder than you do. So, you know, it gets, it gets a little weird. This last year was worse because nothing was open. You know, all the bars and restaurants were closed. So we really couldn't go do a whole lot of things. There were no shows to go to, none of that. So this one was really like the longest winter ever. There's usually so much going on that breaks it up. There's a lot of concerts. There's a lot of great venues to go to, um, you know, and I mean, there's plenty of stuff to do. But this year was just like, ugh. God, when is it going to be spring? This is the worst. So, yeah, I, I really needed a little brightening up. In, in like January, February, I was like, I don't know if I can take it anymore. And then we got like 16 feet of snow. It was just insane this last year. So, yeah. Oh, mate. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, 
<laughs> they're crazy. <laughs> so, so who is your first track by? My first track is by a guy named Jonathan Jeremiah. And I heard this first on FIP Radio, which is out of France. Um, God, probably last summer. And it's called Good Day. And it just cheered me up. Um, and I just love listening to it. It just it just makes you feel happy. And But it's not like a goofy, happy song. It's just a nice, mellow, happy song. And I'd never heard of this guy before. So I was like, great. I love to find somebody new like that. And I have to admit, I haven't really dove into his catalog, um, but I, I love this song and I really need to do a little more this. Well, sometimes that's all you need, like just one song to latch on to and kind of overindulge in before you sort of delve deeper. Because sometimes you delve deeper and you don't always like what you find. And, and that one song is the treasure. But um, I, I listened to this and I, I could hear a little bit of Bill Withers, a little bit of Barry White, um, really sort of funky kind of sort of really kind of funky backdrop to it and this this is what this is what I mean when I say your your song selection makes a lot of sense when you talk about emerging from a winter into a, a more palatable spring in that this is definitely a sort of a track that sets the tone and it's it's a it has a very optimistic kind of outlook yeah for sure Okay, so this is? This is Good Day by Jonathan Jeremiah. This is how it feels when a good day comes along. All right, so moving on from Jonathan Jeremiah, who are we listening to now? We're going to get into one of my favorite instruments, the Hammond B3 organ. And this is Brother Jack McDuff, who was very instrumental in um, kind of the jazz scene in the 60s. He brought up a lot of folks like George Benson. Um, and he was kind of, you know, a little bit on the cutting edge in jazz at that time. Um, he released a lot of great records and he just kind of got pushed by the wayside. And you don't hear about him as much. And I first discovered him years ago on a compilation. And it's one of those where I heard a song and I was like, this is the coolest thing ever. Who is this dude? And then I went for a dig, oh, I don't know, five or six years ago, and I found a treasure trove of his records. And this song, WAP, um, was on one of those. George Benson is playing backup on this. Um, and it's such a terrific song. It's just a lot of fun. It's, yeah, it's really frenetic kind of funky jazz this was the sort of stuff like so you know, i started skateboarding in 97 when i was about 14 okay. and there's a there's a there was a video that would come out sort of bi-monthly called 411 video magazine which is exactly as it sounds it was a compilation of all the sort of skateboarding that had gone on in in this little window of time and they always use the same intro, which was this, which is a kind of similar kind of funky jazz intro. But every now and then, they would use this kind of music uh, as the soundtrack for somebody's section, and I, I could not get enough of it. But I never knew where to look to get more of it. You know, maybe you know, I, I remember sort of looking into different sort of trumpet players like Miles Davis and the like. And, and you got flashes of it, but it was always a little bit more 
experimental. Whereas this stuff, this is exactly what I was looking for at the time. It's upbeat. It's got a really, really sort of intense pace to it. The, the percussion is phenomenal. Um, yeah, I, I was all over this. I, and this isn't even the first uh, Brother McDuff track that you picked. You actually wanted something else, but we couldn't find it on the streaming sites. I know the Bossa Nova West is a little, little tougher. Um, it's off an album called The Dynamic Jack McDuff. Um, I it, it it's hard to find um, on anything streaming. I found it um, on some like Bulgarian site for an MP3, but it's cut off a of vinyl, so it's nice. I'm still actually looking for this record, um, so hopefully I'll find it soon. But yeah, I I, I love Jack McDuff. He's one of my favorites. Um, the Hammond B3 is one of my big things. And, you know, Jimmy Smith is a huge figure for me. Um, I just love him. He's one of my favorite musicians. And Jack McDuff is probably like the, the next runner up to Jimmy Smith for me in terms of like the master of the Hammond. So I just think he's terrific. And he has so much spirit and so much fun. Um, so yeah. Like so this is? This is WAP by Brother Jack McDuff. Not to be confused with the other recent track of a similar name. <laughs> So, following on from Brother McDuff, who's up next? Um, next up, I think we have... Oh, no, it's Sean Lee. Okay, so Sean Lee and his ping-pong orchestra with Farmer Brown. Um, Sean Lee's a lot of fun, and he's somebody, again, just kind of came through, um, learned about through actually cover versions of some songs, and then I just started listening to him. He does a lot of electronic stuff. Um, but I thought this was, again, just kind of a fun tune. It's actually, when you listen to the lyrics, it's a little darker than it sounds, but it's, um, it's a pretty upbeat tune. It just kind of, and you gotta love anything that has, you know, name checks round robin in it, you know, it's fun. Yeah, like, it's, it's quite an amusing start with that kind of Bon Tempe percussion kicking in. The bass line in this is great, and... I, one of the notes I have as I was like kind of going through the place is just like, I think this person has a real affinity for organ because so many tracks on here have it sat in the arrangement. I was just like, is this a thing? And it's already come up. Oh, yeah. No, it's totally. It's totally. All right. So this is? This is Farmer Brown by Sean Lee. So moving on from Sean Lee, who are we listening to now? All right. So this is Say Hi. And this actually, I discovered this on the soundtrack for Crazy Stupid Love, which was a really fun movie. Um, and that I think it's kind of hilarious. Um, but it's, you know, it's just a great tune. It's called Oh, 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 Oh. 
Um, and it's basically about like a really cool girl and like falling in love and, you know, just being so obsessed. It's just a blast. And I, I love when characters write, you know, when, when songwriters write about like a really cool person that they're just super into and it just comes through because a lot of songs tend to be a little bit more, you know, like, oh, love sucks or whatever, or it's difficult or, but it's just, there's so few that are just like, oh my God, I met this person and they're the coolest thing ever. And it really comes through in this song. And I don't know, it just, I love the bouncy beat. Um, it just, it's just cheery. Uh, like, I had one of those moments when I heard this track, I was just like, why don't I know this band? Like, yeah, <laughs> just like, the, the the way it builds at the beginning, I was just like, if 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 the rest of the material sounds anything like this, I'm totally in. Yeah. <laughs> um. The, I the, I thought there was there was shades of uh. Okay, go. You know the yes. the later material, um, because there's a. It it's not just like a like a straight out indie track. There's a little bit more production on the on on the sort of intro that kind of. That gives it a little bit more depth and yeah this is one of those instances that made me curious to like learn more about the band and and listen to more of the back catalog for sure yeah there are a lot of fun okay so this is this is say hi with oh 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 Moving on from Say Hi, who's up now? All right. So now we've got SZA, who is just kind of come out in the last, oh, I want to say four years, has really hit the scene. Um, I, again, I first heard most of these people either on the radio or on a compilation of some sort. Why is it so hard to accept the party is over? You can with your new friends and her mom jeans and her new friends and she's perfect and I hate it. And I was just really blown away by her. I had never heard her before. And I heard this song on The Current, which is a radio station out of Minneapolis. Um, really great. You can stream it. Um, I highly recommend them. Um, and they play, you know, a really eclectic mix. And a lot of it, um, they do a lot of hip hop. Um, and so when SZA came out, I was just like, oh, I don't know. You know, and hip hop is one of those things like I just don't know enough. Um, I have a very surface kind of thing going on with it. I like it a lot. Um, but there's, you know, just entry points have been a little harder. And SZA was one of those with this song, Drew Barrymore, which, you know, I gotta love the title because I love Drew Barrymore. Um, but the song was just so much deeper than I had expected it to be in terms of the lyrics. And it was just really powerful um, and kind of speaking to a, a feeling of loneliness and just trying to, to move through life and, you know, get past a guy. And it just, it made me think a lot of my younger years um you know when i was in my 20s and you know being goofy and having lots of parties and hanging out with dudes and all that kind of stuff and it just kind of harkened me back to that and i just really loved it and i thought it was a real great connection point 
Yeah, the one thing I liked about this is that it really does paint a picture. Like, it kind of tells a story and you can kind of picture it and imagine, and it, and it almost sort of plays out in front of you, like you're like it's a show you're watching. And the the way she, I mean, the lyrics are essentially about trying to prolong the, a party, like to keep things going. Uh, and I guess that has more than one meaning in terms of like wanting to keep a relationship sort of uh, going longer than it's maybe naturally supposed to go. Um, but uh, I was blown away by the voice, like absolutely astounding vocal on this. Oh, yeah. Okay, so this is? This is um, SZA with Drew Barrymore. Okay, so moving on from Scissor, who are we listening to now? All right, so now we're coming up on Will Butler, who you may know better as the guitarist for Arcade Fire. Um, you know, his brother is Wynn Butler, and he's kind of the leader of that band. And I didn't really know that Will had his own, um, had a solo album out. Again, discovered on the radio, because there's a reason my, my tag is Radio Hitch, because that's what it's about. Um, <laughs> I love learning from, uh, learning from radio. Um, but Will Butler is really cool. And this is one of those songs um, that you're just kind of like, oh, when you're in that angry and like, oh, yeah, you're going to tell me what to do. Uh, well, maybe if Jesus comes down and tells me, then I'll do it. You know, and I just thought it was really funny. And I was kind of uh, brought in with the what was the line? Um, oh, now it's going to kill me that I can't remember this lyric because. So it's, it's, it's all right. Just t- t- like literally just take a second. And, and when you get it, we'll just I'll just edit it out. I'll just. Oh, it's uh, yeah, it's like. Nothing, nothing lasts forever, but some of this shit's getting pretty old. And it just really was like, oh yeah, I have had that feeling a lot, especially in the last year. We we're just like, oh my God, this is so old and so over this, you know? And so it kind of speaks to that whole feeling of getting out of this, you know, terrible last year and winter and all of this. And it's just like, yeah, I'm gonna do what I'm gonna do. And nobody's gonna tell me any different. And I just love his guitar part, and I just think it's it's jaunty, and it really kind of you know hit me in the right place, you know. What a wonderful adjective to describe music, jaunty. I like that. <laughs> There's, you can't be a, a a bit of indie rock and roll that's got a healthy amount of cynicism in it, and and that definitely kind of shines through in this. Uh, I I hadn't made the connection between him and Arcade Fire. Arcade Fire is a band that's come up quite a few times on mixtapes that I haven't gone deeper on. I really loved their first album. I loved Neon Bible. I thought it was really, really good. Or maybe that's not their first album. They're just not my band. You know how some bands connect with you and Mm -hmm. you're just all in from the second you hear them. And Arcade Fire was always like, oh, these guys are good. But I was just never like, oh my God, I can't play. You know, and there's a couple songs that I really like of theirs. So I kind of had written them off a little bit and not really thought about them. And I heard a couple of interviews with Wynn. Um, and I just don't really connect with people who don't have a sense of humor. And he just didn't seem to have any sense of humor about himself. Um, and I just, I'm like, eh. 
And so it just, I mean, to be honest, I've got, I've got a similar relationship with them because they were really heralded when they first came out. Yeah. And I, I've been told that Neon Bible's the album to get. Uh, I think there was maybe one record before that. I think it might have been called Funeral. And yeah, definitely Funeral. I just don't know where it comes in the lineup. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I, I know people who love them, like ob- obsessively love them. Um, and I've I've just never got that far. So I guess I'm in a, a similar place. But I do feel like I I feel like they they have there are there are enough people out there who I like and respect who revere them that makes me think I should give a little bit more time up to listening to them. Here's here's my take on that. And like I appreciate that you have that, and I I do that too. Where I'm just like, oh, maybe I should listen to these guys. Maybe I'm just not getting it. Music will wait for you. There is a time when that will maybe become very clear to you. You know, a certain band is like, oh, I had no idea. You know, they've been around for years. I hated Elvis Costello in the 80s. I was like, I can't stand this dude. Now I'm like, oh my God, I have all his records. I love him. You know, but I just didn't get into it. It just was not my thing then. I'm like, I get that you're talented. I'm just, you know, it just didn't do much for me. And I had so many friends who were like, and sometimes you just don't and you have to be like i'm okay with that there are plenty of other bands that i'm super into that other people are like what are you talking about you know first first single on tape i ever bought was 13 steps lead down by elvis costello nice (laughs) it's it's that's 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 a purchase to be proud of at this point but back then my friends thought i was weird All right, so moving on from Will, Will Butler and Son of God, who's up next? Um, oh, it's Noah and the Whale. Um, so this song, Five Years Time, um, is kind of one of those snapshots of, you know, it, it, I wasn't really sure about it at first, but it was one of those I heard a couple of times. And you know how you just kind of think about what's the future going to be? You know, and I had a lot of time on my hands in the last year to consider the future and what things are going to look like in five years or what things are going to look like in a year. And this is one of those really cool songs where it just really goes through that whole feeling of, well, we could be doing this in five years time. You know, maybe we won't be smoking anymore. Maybe we won't be drinking and we'll be laughing about this and we'll be going to the zoo or maybe we won't even know each other at all. And it's, it was just such a, you know, and it's such a light and, and cheery little tune that, but it's like written around something that's kind of serious when you're thinking about like, how do I want to approach my future? How do I want to do this? And so I just, I, I just really like this song. And at first it took me a little while because it's not, not necessarily my favorite style of music. It's a little poppy um but i i just really i dug the lyrics a lot and it just really spoke to me about like oh hey yeah i guess i better you know time passes quicker than you think so yeah yeah for me when this track came out it you know there's there's on mainstream radio there's there's a lot of there's a lot of music that doesn't have a lot of substance but is popular in the moment and 
the this track was one of those beautifully written songs that kind of pierced the veil of all the sort of monotony of sort of you know like pop popular music at the time because it was this it was this beautiful little quirky indie hit that it was such an oddity compared to even contemporary guitar music at the time yeah but but it was but like you said it was this little snapshot this little moment in time where whenever that track came on you could just see heads bobbing you know full of beautiful optimism in, in musically but like you say the lyrics they it's got quite a broad kind of there's optimism there but also a healthy dose of sort of realism going well you know it could be a completely different situation we could be here or we could be somewhere else and you know it just gave me a lot of hope i guess you know in a weird sort of way so this is so this is um noah and the whale with five years time All right, so moving on from Noah the Whale, who are we listening to now? Now we've got um, Dream Almond and the Almond Joy, his first band. Um, and this is one of those where I was just like, why do I know this sound? Why do I know this sound a little bit when I first heard it? And then I'm like, Almond Joys, is that the And it's so fun. It's such a, a, a bright and cheerful, almost almost poppy song from a band like that, you know, and it's just so crazy to me um, how it just sounds so completely different, yet so entirely recognizable. Um, and I just love this because it just was like a slice of something that I had never heard before. And it kind of like caught me unawares. And I, I love that when you kind of learn back because I didn't really know that much about the Almond Brothers. I mean, I grew up with all their music and all that, but it wasn't something that, you know, I was spending a whole a lot of time listening to because it was on all the radio stations you never had to buy any of their records it was like okay when you hear whip and post just turn on the radio um but then this was just kind of a, a surprise and it just felt so so bright to me from them and just so it was just a, it was just a fun surprise and so i just really like it <laughs> it reminds me a little bit of some of the doors music you know that very bluesy guitar again great organ work in the background of it um and but but ultimately a little bit more i don't want to i don't want to speak ill of the doors but uh i feel like this was more well-rounded and a little bit more polished whereas door stuff was maybe a little rough around the edges you know what i mean yeah i do because look my my first like total rock and roll crush was the door you know, I was like the 13-year-old the kid, you know, listening to Strange Days and, you know, I, I love The Doors. Um, and so maybe that is kind of where where it, it appealed to me. Um, but you're right. The Doors do tend to be a little rougher around the edges. Um, they had that kind of raw quality um, that, you know, obviously I love. Um, <laughs> but this, you know, this just, I can see where you would think that, but I thought that was really just, I just thought it was fun. And these guys, you have to remember, 
sometimes you forget, and this is one of those things that I keep learning about music, is how easy it seems from the outside to be in a band. You know, it's like, oh, you just pick up an instrument and you play and, you know, but it's hard. And learning how to play an instrument like that or, or anything, like guitar or anything, drums, it's difficult. It's hard work. It takes a lot of practice. And some of these guys just, they all seem like, oh, they're just like drinking all day and all night and groupies and sex and da 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 da. And they're so committed, you know, to their music that you forget. Um, like Dwayne Allman dropped out of school to just focus on practicing his guitar. That's what he did. That's what he wanted to do. And so I, I love that when musicians are that committed and just spend that much time perfecting what it is that they have because it's hard, you know, and but people all think like, oh, I just want to be in a band and go on the road and make lots of money and, you know, do a lot of drugs or whatever. It sounds fun. But, you know, the actual work of it, I mean, and you must know this from like the whole comedian thing. It requires work. It's not like you can just get up there and be like, haha, I'm funny. Everybody laugh at me and give me money. They don't they don't care. You know, you have to entertain and it requires work. It absolutely requires work. And I think if you rest on your laurels and try and, and get by on like a base level ability, that's a very quick way to get left behind in music, in any kind of sort of performance art. Like you need to be pushing yourself and developing yourself. And I, and to, to be honest, like from a comedic point of view, it's something I'm guilty of. I'm, I'm guilty of, of, of staying with the same material for long periods of time and really polishing it so that it it's it it gets a very consistent reaction from an audience but one of the the drawbacks is that i've shied away from developing newer ideas and that's one thing that this whole pandemic and the lockdown has made me realize is i will never take a new material night for granted ever again because i've showed up to like new material nights and if it's like a full house i've gone to like tried and tested material just be maybe as a sort of self-serving thing as a bit, of a bit of an ego boost to go I want to hit this out the park kind of deal whereas um, if I guess it's a, it's a question of being braver and taking more risks and more chances and, and reaping the benefits of that but also suffering you know whatever drawbacks come with it dying on stage is a painful place to die it really is <laughs> And I've done it, so I know. Not from a comedic standpoint, but, you know, just, like, uh, having people just not respond to whatever it is. And you just feel like, oh. So, yeah, I totally get that. I whipped out I whipped out the tried and true as well. It's like, you know, if you're getting in front of a big audience, you don't want to, like, stumble all over yourself. Mm. But you also are, like, taking that risk of not um, elevating what you have and, you know, workshopping a little bit of something at that time. All right, so moving on from the Almond Joys, what are we listening to now? All right, so this is Fontaine's DC. And this band out of Ireland, which I'm sure you're very familiar with, they were kind of a huge, you know, just splash everywhere. And 
Um, they caught me completely unawares with this song. Was not, you know, like, and this was an album that was so interesting. And this is one of the things I love about the Instagram vinyl community is there's so many people all over the world. So I'm getting to see things. Like I kept seeing this album popping up in people's feeds and being like, wow, who is this band? I never heard of them. That's really cool. And I hadn't realized I've been listening to the song on the radio out of F- um, FIP, the French station. Um, and they were playing this and I was like, who is this band? They're so good. And then I was like, oh, it's it's Fontaine's DC that I keep seeing all over the place. And so I bought the record and was just floored. Um, the the lyrical quality, um, just, oh, I mean, the guitar work alone in this song just i mean you know where it's like you get chills from some things it's one of those where i was just like the entire time like what how have i missed this band you know how did i not know of this band and they're a little hard to get into because um his voice can be a little off-putting that irish accent is really strong and i've shared this with a couple people and they were like Uh, I don't know, but once you listen to it a couple of times and you get used to it, man, it's just powerful stuff. And it just rocked me on my heels a bit. And I just was like, this, these guys are great. So I've been real happy with them. Yeah, because they're like a, they're a a legitimate throwback to very rough around the edges, thrown together kind of punk rock music. You know, they've... Mm -hmm. The songwriting's amazing, but you, you can tell they've not pained themselves over a production. It's just like, it's like, this is the song, we play it as it is. And the the raw energy that comes through, it, it's Fontaine's DC and Idols yeah. are, are kind of similar in that regard, in that they they, they kind of hark back to that kind of that kind of raw 70s punk rock energy. And the, the production is obviously very simplistic to kind of preserve that. Um, there's a, I had the same kind of thing. There's a friend of mine uh, from the UK comedy circuit by the name of Freddie Farrell, uh, creator of Fat Bastard Hot Sauce, don't you know? Maybe if I mention Fat Bastard Hot Sauce more than once, he'll give me a bottle. Uh, so, Freddie, if you're listening, Fat Bastard Hot Sauce, it's amazing. Um, but he, he he's, he's a big advocate for this band and he's pre-ordered like limited edition versions of albums he's one for posting pictures of, of records as they as they come in so he's he's a good he's a good one to sort of follow for me and he loves this band we're actually kind of similar in that regard in that we both used to be musicians before we got into comedy so uh, and it, and he was one of the, the sort of more established acts when i first started uh, in, in the sort of like, like, kind of local scene. He's such a music fan. Sounds like my kind of guy. Definitely <laughs> your kind of guy. The other thing that kind of comes across with the with bands like Fontaine's DC is that they have the ability to turn albums around seemingly quickly. Like it doesn't feel like there was an awful long gap between the album that broke them and the, and the next one that came out. Right. And I, I, I don't know if that's just my perception of it because maybe the record had been out for a while. Yeah, I mean, an album a year to me is like, wow, that's that's amazing. You know, you guys have a lot to say. All right, so moving on from Fontaine's DC, we find ourselves at your last track, but. 
for the benefit of anyone who's hearing about you for the first time, where's the best place to find out about you and what you do? Uh, or, or even if you just wanted to sort of call out your Instagram account to so everyone else can see all these beautiful records. Hey. Um, so, you know, you can find me on Instagram at Radio Hitch. Um, that's my, you know, kind of final section. And then also I have a website called thewickedhitch.com. Um, and then you can read about music and a whole bunch of other stuff and see some of my cool photos um, from around the world. Yeah. Amazing. We'll, we'll make sure to put links in the show notes pointing to all of your creative endeavors. Who are we listening to now? All right. So this is Deer Hunter and this is Greenpoint Gothic. Um, and they're another band that I've known for a while, but I never really got into. Um, and for some, I just got a wild hair one day and I downloaded this, their last album, which this song is from. And I just, and I heard it and I was like, wow, cause it's an instrumental. Um, so it was a little different. I was, I was kind of like, oh, this is interesting. And it just, I don't know. I just, there are sometimes you just connect with the song for whatever reason. And this one just made me feel good for, I don't know why. <laughs> It's it's super atmospheric, and it's one of those because it like for an instrumental, it's quite short, and I almost wish that it was longer because I was really enjoying exactly. the kind of sounds. Yeah, like man, this is one of those songs that I wish was just a little bit longer, you know. But yeah, it's just it it does have a great atmosphere. Um, it just I don't know. It's a it's a kind of a nice way to go out on this. I think. from a playlist standpoint thank you so much for coming on Trudy I've really enjoyed talking to you you are exactly the kind of person I hope listens to mixtapes and and I I hope you consider coming back for another episode at some point because I think think this has been good fun oh this has been an absolute joy I've really had a great time talking to you about this I'm happy to come back anytime I've always got a playlist at the ready So that concludes this week's episode. I really enjoyed speaking to Trudy. There's there's a preamble that happens before I hit record that you guys don't usually hear. And I usually have to spend a bit of time just to get everyone settled in and get the guests to open up a little bit. But Trudy was so easy to talk to. We literally hit the ground running with this one. And... It's, it was interesting because she really is the kind of person I, I hope would like to listen to mixtapes. So it was great for her to be so on board with the project. And she showed me loads of music that I'd never heard of before. So I'm really, truly grateful for that. I've placed links to all of Trudy's creative endeavors in the show notes of the episode. But if you want to find her quickly, just search for her profile at Radio Hitch on Instagram and you'll see all that lovely vinyl she's got her hands on. As always, we've kept the music discussed played below the conversation because I believe that all musicians should be paid for what they do. So if you want to hear her mixtape in full, you can find it on Apple Music or Spotify by clicking the link in the show notes. But for now... I'll see you next week for another episode of Mixtapes with Mike.